Welcome back to Blissfully Bloom. I'm Victoria LeBlanc, your host, and this podcast was created to empower women to love themselves unconditionally, transform their mindsets, and discover their own inner bliss. For today's episode, I'm going to talk all about perfectionism. What is it? How did this tendency come to be? Why do we strive to be perfect? And how can we let go of this tendency so that we can feel free to just be ourselves, be our authentic selves without feeling that resistance towards the imperfect? So let's go ahead and get started on today's episode. I want to just give a definition of perfection. And what I found on this website on brown.edu and it's the section from the Counseling and Psychological Services. I'll give their definition and then I'll give my own. So on the website, it says that perfectionism refers to a set of self-defeating thoughts and behaviors aimed at reaching excessively high unrealistic goals. There's a few key words in that definition that really spoke out to me such as the self-defeating thoughts and behaviors. So these thoughts and behaviors that you're having, they're not empowering, they're not serving you, they're not leading you towards a really fulfilling life with, with happiness, right? It's probably doing the opposite of that. And then another thing that I see is unrealistic goals. That is another key word. If you are striving for perfect, there's no such thing, right? You're just going to be on a hamster wheel and continuously run down the track that is an ever-ending circle and it's like not satisfying. You're not going to reach an end point because there is no end point with perfectionism. And this has been prevalent in my life. I've seen it happen when I work on different projects and I have to stop myself. I have to literally become aware of when I am in that hamster wheel and I'm continuing to work, 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 work. And I'm like, okay, but wait, did I even, did I even come back to remembering why I made this project in the first place? Did I achieve my goal here or am I just reaching for something that I will never actually reach, right? Because when you get to that perfectionism point, you probably set a goal for yourself and you probably reached it, but then convinced yourself that you didn't reach the goal because it's not the idea of perfection in your mind. And you may have just missed out that you actually reached your goal, but here you are just exceeding way beyond your expectations, but you can always reach that point of exceeding, right? And you're always going to find something wrong. You're always going to find something to improve on something, but there has to come a point where there's a balance between wanting to reach your goals, right? And be, and reach the idea of your success and actually reaching your full potential, right? And then there's a difference between wanting to overextend yourself, overreach yourself to the point of burnout, to the point of you feeling like a failure. In terms of living in society nowadays, we don't see anything wrong with striving for perfectionism. It's like praise, hey, have no mistakes, aim for flawlessness, right? That's the idea that we immerse ourselves in. And then 
we just take that as our own and it really can develop a toxic relationship with your work, with yourself, and it becomes a nasty habit. It's something that even the word itself, perfect, is a really pretty, pretty word, right? You may think, oh, that's an awesome goal to set. I have to have no flaws, none whatsoever. There comes a point where there's just, what are you reaching for? What are you really reaching for? And what is the drive behind your need to be perfect? What is causing those tendencies to pop up and arise? And usually there's an underlying root cause. What's really happening underneath the surface is the root cause that is driving you to want to be perfect, to strive for perfectionism and leading you to take on those tendencies. I want to share some personal stories of mine to help you shine a light in that you're not alone in this if you do go through perfectionism. And I would say I'm leaning more towards the recovery of perfectionism because I've realized how much of a disservice it was. It was impacting my life in such a way that it held me back from truly being myself. And I felt like I needed to put on this persona for everyone. So let me get into that. Number one personal story is the fact that I had this idea on Instagram whenever I first started my coaching business that I had to be this perfect coach, right? This like, all high vibe energy all of the time. And I saw that in a lot of my stories, reflecting back and looking back through a lot of them, I could just see the inauthentic vibe that was coming through those stories because I was, I was trying so hard to act the part, to act the part of the perfect coach. So what this would look like is a lot of the times on my stories, what I would do is, I would retake them over and over and over again. I would take one take. If I felt like I noticed any imperfections in that video, I would retake it. And 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 sure enough, there would be so much, so many minutes accumulated, so many, probably an hour to just take one story, right? How is that impacting my life? That is when my time and energy becomes so focused on perfection that there leaves no room for joy. There leaves no room for play and curiosity, right? There's only room to be a certain way, act a certain part, and be who I thought I should be for everyone else. And that really did not serve me. And I had to practice. I had to practice being comfortable with the imperfections because I, I literally had to stop myself whenever I found that I was trying to retake the story over and over and over again. And sure enough, usually on the first try is when I liked it the most, right? Because the first try is often the most authentic. You're not feeling that pressure on the side to get it right because it's just you. You're coming across as you. And I mean, 
retaking a few tries isn't isn't harmful but it's like the reasoning behind it like why why did i feel the need to retake these stories over and over again what was the point in that it's not like the audience was going to look at these videos and pick out every single word that i slipped up or pick up every single movement that they felt was like oh what is she doing why did she move that way literally i'm looking back at these videos and i'm criticizing every single detail, right? I'm going into the details and not many people even notice the small details. This is why the perfectionism tendencies, it leads towards you feeling unsatisfied with yourself because you go into this spiral of criticism and it's like, you're never actually fully satisfied with yourself and not meeting your perfectionism goals, which makes you feel like a failure on the inside. And this really shows up energetically, right? You start creating a narrative around, I am a failure. And then you try to prove that around again with the perfectionist tendencies. So it's just a cycle, right? Of you striving per for that perfectionist goal you not meeting that perfectionist goal because it's unrealistic, right? It's unattainable. And then you feeling like a failure. So you have to prove yourself again by creating another perfectionist goal. And it's a constant vicious cycle and totally, I have totally been there, right? This is just one example that I've given so far of the stories. And I feel like it's not really talked about much. I, I, I imagine that I'm not the only one that <laughs> retakes their stories over and over again, but I wanted to shine a light that, hey, I've totally been there. And sometimes I find myself still in that cycle. And it's just becoming aware of those tendencies because if you're not aware, if you're just willy-nilly it and going, going through the mundane and not being really mindful of your actions and behaviors and your choices, you're not gonna be aware of when those perfectionist tendencies arise, right? So it's really important to have that self-awareness first. For every single thing that you want to change, self-awareness is key. So another little example that I'll give, and I notice myself driving into perfectionism is, is definitely in my creations. And creations, meaning any creations. I find myself, even when I'm just trying to do an art project for fun, it can just be painting a simple flower, right? And then I start the process, I'm drawing everything, I'm drawing the outline before actually putting paint on the canvas board. And I find myself already critiquing the little petals and then finding something wrong with those petals, trying to fix it over and over again, and then finding something wrong with the stem, finding something wrong with the background. There's all these little bitty things that I nitpick until eventually I'm just so frustrated with the actual drawing that I'm not even in that mood to paint anymore. I found myself getting like that and I will just, make that as an excuse, right? My perfectionist tendencies to just not do it in the first place. That's when it becomes toxic as well because then you're not even trying, right? You're not even 
willing to give in the effort because you find that your effort isn't good enough. You're putting in all of this energy, you're putting in all of this time towards creating something and you're still not seeing the results that you're hoping for. They just keep coming out as these flaws that you perceive. I think it's another thing that has drove me to these tendencies is my mindset, my mentality around flaws, right? Like what are my beliefs? What are my belief systems around imperfection, around mistakes, around flaws? And here is where we get into the causes of perfectionism, okay? And a lot of these belief systems that you are holding on to in your adult life most often probably stem from your childhood. You're soaking in all of that information without really questioning any of it, right? You're just, whatever you saw, whatever you were exposed to, whatever you experienced, that's all that you had available, right? Like that's all of the information that was available to you at the time. And you may not have seen another possibility for yourself. So some of these tendencies arise because when you were little, you may have gotten the idea that people around you really placed a lot of value on your success, on your achievements, on your accomplishments. And by people, I mean your family, your friends, and your school environment and elsewhere outside of your community. The people that you're around, how they talked about themselves, right? And how they had their beliefs around perfectionism. If they were talking all the time about needed to try and try and try and try again until you get it right, until you get it perfect, until there's no flaws. The language they used around perfectionism really mattered as well and their actions and behaviors and how they treated you as a result based on your efforts, based on the things that you produced and your outcomes in life. And this can even go so as far as looking at the school system and their rewards. A lot of the time, whenever I was observing in the classroom, there was a lot of reward systems in place, but these rewards were usually most of the time based on behavior and grades. So if I was a good student, I got a prize. If I got an A, or B, on my test, I got a prize. And yeah, those are good things, right? I mean, who, what kid doesn't love prizes and treats and goodies? They're fun, kicking those good feeling chemicals in your brain. But at the same time, this can teach kids that I have to act like a goody tissue to be rewarded, to be seen, to be acknowledged, to be recognized, or I have to make this perfect outcome and they can, you know, it, it's grades and tests back then, but then they can see it as any project that they take on, right? Their career, any business opportunities, and they have to make sure that their creations are perfect. This can lead to your self-esteem being affected by external circumstances, by the opinions of others, by the thoughts of others. And what this can do is you having a protection mechanism. Because you have attached your self-esteem onto another person, onto the outside world, and it doesn't come from within, 
then you're going to be affected by people's messages. You're going to be highly affected by what they do, what they think about you, what they say around you. And you might think perfectionism is protecting me because if I'm perfect, if there's no flaws to be seen or pointed out, then there's nothing to criticize. There's nothing to be harsh about. There's nothing to point out and make fun of because there's perfection. It may act as a form of protection for you and to make you feel safe and comfortable, but it actually leads you to many different negative feelings, thoughts, and behaviors and beliefs. If you attach your worth to external factors and circumstances, then you might fear failure. Because if you're placing your worth on external factors, and this is what I have a hard time doing, you are going to fear that if this outcome doesn't get the approval that you're looking for or doesn't get the recognition that you're looking for or the success that you're looking for, your definition of success, then you yourself internalize that failure and then you identify yourself with that failure. So it's so, so important to let that go, right? These are some of the things that can happen when you allow those perfectionist tendencies to become on overdrive and they just run your life, literally. You fear making mistakes, right? If you mess up, if you slip up, people are gonna notice that, people are gonna point them out. You're also gonna look at your mistakes as a failure, right? And they can be kind of overlapped. Fear of failure, fear of mistakes. Imagine if we were all these perfect beings and we made no mistakes. There will be no learning curves because if you felt like there was no challenges, there was no obstacles because you just went on to your life smoothly and all your creations, they were produced exactly how you wanted them with just like a tip of your wand. We'd be just walking around as robots and everything will be the same, right? Same result every time. Perfect, 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 perfect. Shoot in the middle every time of the scoreboard. There will be no learning involved. There will be no growth because we'd literally stay the same. Another type of thinking that perfectionist has is the all or nothing thinking. So the black and white, either this or that. There's no in between. There's no middle ground, right? There's either I fail or I succeed. There's no in between. And with that, it's like, that's a lot of pressure on yourself to have that all or nothing thinking. And it's going to affect the way that you create things as well, because you're gonna have a lot of pressure in the back of your mind, and maybe even that critical voice in the back of your mind saying, hey, hey, if you slip up, like you either fail or you succeed, come on. Like, let's, let's get the ball rolling here. And I'll read this here on the brown.edu site. I think this is a really good point. It says that perfectionists believe that others are easily successful. Perfectionists tend to perceive others as achieving success with a minimum of effort, few errors, emotional stress, and maximum self-confidence. 
At the same time, perfectionists view their own efforts as unending and forever inadequate. So yeah, it's like the inadequacy. You feel or you just view other people in this high vibe light, right? And they're having everything going right. They get it perfect. They get it done on time. They walk through life with such confidence. They don't slip up. They don't make mistakes. But then you view yourself in a dark lens. And it's sad. It is really sad how harsh on ourselves we can truly be. And it really is true. The saying goes, you are your own worst critic sometimes, right? And it's hard to even admit that because when you are in the perfectionist tendencies, protection mechanism, right? You feel like you're doing the what's best for you, but in reality, the red flags may not be apparent, right? The red flags of the all or nothing thinking or the fear of failure, the fear of disapproval or the fear of mistakes. I have a few tips on how to let go of this tendency. And I feel like this episode can truly go on forever. It's something that I can talk about forever. So I think I will do another episode, probably a part two soon. Now, the first thing to keep in mind whenever you are wanting to go on this journey of letting go of this tendency is become aware of the disservice that is apparent that you may have been blocking from seeing or from admitting, right? Truly stop and reflect on what benefit this has been giving you and what things haven't been a benefit for you. And chances are that con list will be pretty big, be a big chunk of cons. Then you'll stop to really stop and think, is this really helping me reach my full potential? Is thinking this way and acting this way really helping me bloom into the woman that I deserve to be and the woman that I see for myself that I envision myself to be. And if you find that you're saying no to a lot of these questions, then it may be time to shift your perspective, to shift your mindset, to let go of this protection mechanism because it may not be protecting you anymore. It may be doing more harm than good. One thing is seeing that maybe it's just you finally identify that it's not actually in your best interest to go about it this way and to live life this way anymore. That's, that would be the first step is actually wanting that change, wanting that shift. And then another thing to think about is the illusion of perfectionism because society tells us that it's attainable, that it's real, that this is a goal that can be achieved when in reality it's not. So it's something that we believe to be attainable. And that's why you keep striving for it. Because if it was something that you didn't believe could be attainable, you wouldn't find yourself in those tendencies again and again and again, because you wouldn't see a point. But because you believe in perfectionism, you see a point to keep striving for it. So it's actually an illusion, right? It's fake. It's not... It doesn't exist. 
in this reality. Another thing to think about is to get comfortable with imperfection. And this will take some practice. If you're the one to exceed beyond your expectations all of the time, this is going to take some practice. And like I said in the example beforehand, I had to keep practicing taking those videos for my stories and I limited myself to the amount of times that I could retake. So instead of giving myself all this time to create the story, that leaves a lot of room to keep retaking and retaking and retaking, I decided, okay, I'm only gonna give myself either two minutes or three tries, right? Either way, if it doesn't happen then, swipe off of it, like the story isn't happening. <laughs> or just post it anyway, right? That takes a lot of courage on your end to be okay with the imperfection because for so long you haven't been, right? It's a new lifestyle. It's a new approach to life that you are gonna take on and it's going to take some practice. So with this, getting comfortable with imperfection, find those opportunities so that you can like be okay with that. So for example, you're in a team meeting, right? And you have all of these thoughts in your head, but you haven't quite constructed them in a way that would be seamless and flawless. Just raise your hand, answer it right then and there. Find ways to be okay with the imperfection. Or even if you're writing a blog post and you find that Ooh, it's just not looking exactly how, how you want it to look. Give yourself maybe 20 minutes to edit, give it to another person to look through, and then post it. You don't have to spend so much of your time worrying, so much of your time fearing the disapproval because oftentimes that fear that's in our mind, the more that we continue to ruminate those thoughts and think them and think them and think them, chances are you're, you're not gonna go through with it, right? You're not gonna go through with what you said. This doesn't really go with perfectionism, but just as an example, I went to this cliff jumping area for my birthday about a year ago, and the more that the people were waiting on the cliff to jump, they were waiting there and waiting there and waiting there. I was like, there, there's no chance that these girls are gonna go because they've been waiting there for 20, like I'm not even kidding you, 20 minutes. And sure enough, like they walk straight back because they got in their head. And a lot of the times the perfectionism is in your head. It's in your own head and, and we project our perfectionist tendencies onto other people and we think, oh, they're gonna see the flaws that we see. They're gonna automatically be able to detect them. And that prevents us from even trying in the first place. And you're not gonna be able to reach your goal, right? That was the whole point. And leading on to really focusing, focus on the bigger picture. As a perfectionist, you might really focus on the small details, right? Every, every little small, small, small detail down to the last nitty gritty word or the last color of the of the picture all of those little small details but do they really really matter are people going to notice them is it going to make a bigger impact on the people that you are wanting to make an impact from for 
Is it going to be life-changing for you and for others? Is this small detail going to impact and influence them in a way that leaves an imprint on their life forever? Does this small detail align with your goal? Does it mean that if you do this, if you focus on the small detail, then you're going to achieve your goal? And that brings me to focusing on your why. Like, why did you, why did you create this in the first place? Why do you want to, to do whatever it is that you're doing? Whatever it is that you're trying to perfect, what is the why? If your why doesn't have anything to do with perfectionism at all, that's not aligned, right? Your perfectionist tendencies aren't aligned with your why. And your why is the reason for doing things. It's the reason for waking up in the morning and doing those actions and taking those steps. The last little tip that I'll give is mistakes equals growth. And this will take some practice to, to begin to accept to shift your mindset around mistakes, right? Because you might have gone all your life avoiding them, feeling shame around mistakes or feeling guilt, guilty around them. But what they often do is lead you to growth because you learn what to change, what to improve, what you may need to work on for next time. And mistakes truly are what propels you forward. You realize, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to choose this decision. I'll choose this decision next time. And you'll be an even better version of yourself. I know, I know it's hard to believe, but I actually, an example of this is when I hosted my first self-love retreat in Colorado Springs this past summer in July. And towards the end of the retreat, I asked the ladies for just some constructive feedback and it was quite informal. I just asked some of them whenever we were talking the last night, like, is there anything that you think would make this retreat even better for the next group of ladies? And a lot of them actually had a lot to share. And beforehand, a long time ago, I would take that feedback and think of it as, oh, I'm a failure. This means I'm not a good retreat host, right? because they had feedback for me. But that feedback actually gave me more insight into how I can make the retreat even more impactful, more transformative. They were saying how during the workshops, there wasn't a lot of opportunities for discussion. And I was thinking back and I was reflecting and I was thinking, wow, I'm not sure why I didn't include opportunities for discussion because even as a teacher teaching students, I am not lecture based, but then I found myself talking a lot more than the guests at the retreat. And so for next time, I made sure to include multiple opportunities during the workshops to have a group discussion to talk about the topics more. But that is an example of, oh, that was, I would call that's a mistake on my end. That really was. But did it help me push forward? Did that mistake stop me from doing any other retreats in the future? No. Did that mistake cause my heart to stop? No. Did that mistake make me a failure? No. Right? The ladies still talked about how their experience 
was magical, was transformative. They made their soul sister tribe. And oftentimes we look at that negative. We look at what is wrong and we hyper-focus on it and then avoid seeing anything else, anything positive, anything good. For those of you who may not know, I'm also hosting another treat in the fall. It'll be October 7th through the 10th in Silverthorne, Colorado. The same theme, self-love, and I'm super excited because I'm adding some new things, as I had mentioned before, to really make it even more magical, even more transformative. So if you are interested in joining that retreat in Colorado this coming fall in 2022, make sure to message me on my Instagram at blissfully.bloom and I can send you the link to book or there's actually a link to book in my Linktree link. You'll find a way to actually book your spot and pay for the retreat there. So I'll leave the links in the show notes. And another thing that I want to mention too is that next week, so September, no, August 29th through the 2nd, there's going to be a freebie coming soon. And I'm super excited because it's going to be a little mini guidebook, a confidence mini guidebook. So stay tuned for that. I plan on releasing it September 1st. You'll have the option to get your hands on the workbook then, and it'll definitely be in my Linktree app. I would love to know any of your key takeaways as always, so screenshot the episode and post it to your story and tag me at blissfully.bloom so that I can see your, your takeaway from this episode. I hope that you learned a lot and yeah, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate your support and I'm sending you so much love, light, and bliss. Bye.